mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Today's episode 64. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Stu. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Uh, I'm fantastic. It's great to be back in the studio. Episode 64. Who we got today? Every third one, we have a mortgage broker, Stu, because that's what we're about. We've got David Gissing, who is uh, an active mortgage broker and group head of sales at London Mortgage Partners. Hello. Good morning, David. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, fantastic. Thanks for coming in, David. Um, As we said, this is a podcast. We talk about business, we talk about property, we talk about life. But we always like to get a broker on every third one because that is the day job, sadly, for all of us. It's always good to find out what's going on and what people are doing differently. So um, thanks for taking the time to come out uh, and be with us today, David. So let's start at the beginning like we always do. You know, I'm guessing you wanted to be a mortgage broker from an early age. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> l- lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> yes, uh, join the club from about six. No, um, <laughs> I, I always wanted to go into something creative or entertainment industries. Really? That, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, a lot where my education was focused. Can you give an example? Like what? What's that? Acting, music. Mu- yeah, music related. Oh, okay. So uh, a whole a whole range of things, but mostly like production. Okay, is is where I wanted to end up, but it's very competitive. So sadly, it didn't didn't, didn't work, work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mortgage broken is obviously second best to entertainment. <laughs> uh, so here we are. Here um, we are. Started off in banking. Um, give us a year. What year are you at here, um, David? Sixth, coming into sixth. 2006. No, 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 no. Sixth year broking. Oh, sixth year broken. So sorry. this is uh, 16, 17. Got you. Okay, so yeah. you're relatively young in that yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 16, 17 is when I started broken. If we rewind about four or five years from there. So I started in very low end uh processing for NatWest. Didn't didn't enjoy the low end stuff. <laughs> so I thought I'd try something else. A whole range of jobs in the middle, tried trades for a very short duration, yeah. uh public sector as well, worked for the police. Um oh, right. wasn't too keen on that. Mm-hmm. Thought actually I quite enjoyed banking. Let's go back into it. Full circle. Yeah. And uh yeah here we are, CMAP. Uh, under my belt and and in so it sounds to me like you just weren't quite too sure what you wanted yeah exactly and and, and i think actually the industry is full of people like that yeah i'll include myself in that most definitely um but once you find your feet in the industry is a it's a great industry to be part of i think did so. you join london mortgage partners um when, no. when you first started out broken or was so, you broke for a bank or yeah so started off uh, i actually went in as a trainee broker protection advisor was what i was doing kind mm-hmm. of uh, to get started protection only um, and that was for an agent, so quite, agent, yeah, yeah, quite a lot of. Uh, I, I, I see a lot of brokers that start off as an agent broker, don't they? Mm-hmm. Done three or four years there. It's a good training ground, would you say? Looking back now, absolutely, you learn yeah. a lot how to do it and how not to do it, kind of stuff. I think so, yeah, because the you're not you're not too heavily targeted, so it's not too heavily pressured. Yeah, the expectation isn't there. Um, you can take your time with things. And there's a volume of work. That Absolutely, you learn you've got a consistent job. flow of leads, a, a good mixed bag of leads, but really nothing too complex. And majority sort of first-time buyers, really. Yeah. So it, it's it's not too difficult to get stuck into and and learn your way around the field and you know different aspects, systems, criteria, etc. Um, 
so yeah done done my time there and then thought right i want to i want to step up i want to do something i want to get involved in more complex transactions that kind of stuff so it's always going to be quite vanilla i think isn't it if you're working at an estate agency yeah i I mean the most complex you're probably ever going to get in an agent and you know correct me if i'm wrong but maybe a a tricky self-employed case yeah one year accounts with a bit of adverse but you know you don't really was it was this in london david no no no. so this is uh, so i'm from i'm from kent oh okay so started off as a, a local broker in kent and then natural step from there for me was was london yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's how we ended up here and then you came into london mortgage partners absolutely yeah so to, to go from what i'm guessing was just just a broker to be group head of sales that's quite a journey in a short period of time it is you ambitious it sounds like you are yeah a lot a lot of long days <laughs> yeah one of the two <laughs> long long days a lot of hard work and um uh, you know i progressed i, I don't want to sound too arrogant or up myself no, but I, I, pro- I progressed at a quick rate you know yeah um even in the agency days I, I was pushing top of the leaderboard after 18 months 24 months or so um kind of threw everything at it i really enjoyed it i wanted to really go for it really wanted to progress so yeah went for it um and, and i got to a point where i thought right i could either be the top of a local a local group of, of brokers, I yeah. suppose, or I can try and get myself into the uh, the big smoke. The interesting and, stuff. Yeah, that's it, and yeah. and wrestle with the the lot of you. So yeah, yeah. well, I think um, the thing is with it is it's having the opportunity, isn't it, more than anything else? Yeah, to be honest. Absolutely. But also yeah. the drive. If you haven't got, you know, the opportunity comes because David drove drove himself to get out of the the the, the provincial market and get into a very commercial market, a very competitive market. Whereas most people, some people, are just quite happy. To accept absolutely well that, that's the thing isn't it yeah. you find that when you work in a bank don't you in terms of that you get some people who are quite happy at the level that they're at and they don't anticipate going any further forward from that for other reasons lifestyle reasons or whatever and then i found that when i worked within banks it was a case of that there was like this glass ceiling on it and to get beyond the glass ceiling you had to agree to relocate <laughs> somewhere else in order to get yourself up to that extra level with them which was like upper management or whatever and then also which, as you get older you there is a requirement for safety mm. you know if you get married and have kids that suddenly that safe environment is much better so how, how old are you david uh, i'm 27 good god but yeah. ba- vaguely remember 27 uh but that's a great time to take the risks if you can't do it now you're not going to do mm. it at 37 or 47 so you're you're still an active broker now i'm indeed yep. yeah. and you're still group are you group head of sales I'm indeed. how do yeah. you how do you sort of wear both hats what uh, is it a natural thing to do have you got a preference for both i'm not trying to lose your job here but (laughs) because your boss is listening but what's your how how do you work both jobs so what works for us is we're predominantly office based so we we had to mold and adapt obviously through the pandemic Mm. but we was always wanted to be back in the office so it works quite well in the sense that i can manage my pipeline i've got an amazing power planner who know supports me trend- tremendously um case management team as well who do all the, the kind of post off a bit so mm. it takes a lot of that away so my active broking role is really client so just front of house yeah 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 client yeah. advice dealing with any issues um stepping in when it goes wrong yeah yeah <laughs> yes exactly um but also just allocating time every day to sit with the team so we're we're a a relatively small team we're growing there's eight advisors at the moment that are under myself uh one protection advisor um so yeah it's just time management but if i'm honest it's just putting in long hours 
most days mm -hmm. and like you say i i'm at a stage in my life where where i can do that mm. um so yeah that's that's it's quite interesting isn't it, what you said there because i think this is where some brokers go wrong is that you've identified quite quickly just do what you're good at stick to the knitting is a phrase that we use a lot of to see the client you're good at that and give the advice then pass away all the other stuff that slows everybody down mm. i think some brokers struggle to delegate and they end up being front of house admin pre-offer post-offer everything in between I, th I think and it, that's why they're doing 15 hour days it's, it's, it's also it's a very hugely difficult thing to make that switch as well mm. i think the trouble is as well when you kind of start off with when you are doing everything yourself then you are it's all encompassing in terms of that you know things from start to finish and when you have to start to hand stuff off it's quite difficult in in the respect of the letting go some of that stuff but it's when you after you've done it and you start to see that things are getting better as a result of it then you see the benefit of doing it and i think with certainly like with the experience you had before with the agency working within the agency and stuff like that do you find that you can take not necessarily all of it but elements of that working style into different places when you like we've moved on to now where you can see the benefits of some of the processes that they had but improve them in a lot of ways to make them more yeah rounded like a lot of the agents and, and big corporates, you know, one thing that they do really well is compliance. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, compliance in the industry is really, it's a swear word, isn't it? No, <laughs> nobody, nobody's yeah. too fond of compliance, but we, we've, got to, we've got to adhere to, mm. you know, the rules and regulations. So, and that's one thing that they do really well. So it, it's taking that away and, and keeping your, you know, the professionalism and the quality there of the advice and the cases and, and really packaging it up amazingly mm -hmm. um package it well and then you don't get too many issues yeah um but yeah that, absolutely I, i'd say that's that's one of the main things that i, I try to bring over with me mm -hmm. but then it is thinking right okay how can we really generate i don't want to say sales but how can we grow that top line and it is mm -hmm okay, do I really need to be sat on hold to Santander for 45 minutes? Yeah. yeah. No, it's moving those types of things away to a case manager, helping the, you know, bringing the power planner in to, to, to kind of help up, help with sort of setting up your cases and, mm. uh, and, and yeah, just, just really being that second. It's second clever, point. not hard. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing. I've, I found it during lockdown, to be honest, was the case of that you started to think, well, I've got to focus on my day a little bit differently because... A, the phone wasn't ringing as much, naturally anyway, because even like... It wasn't with, ringing at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but even like, kind of, I mean, like, to be honest, we don't get that many calls from BDMs anyway, yeah. to be honest, because I can't remember the last time I saw one. Yeah. But that type of thing where you, you, you would get the odd sales call that would come through from somebody trying to sell you something or other. But even with all that tailing off, suddenly it was a case of, hang on a minute, if I, the phone isn't ringing, suddenly I can get a lot more done by 10.30 or whatever. Um, I mean, you end up kind of changing your working pattern. I mean, I'd stop looking at email. Religiously, the first thing I always used to do, open the laptop, look, go through the emails that arrived overnight, move on, work out what we're going to do until lunchtime, really. And then it was a case, I thought, well, actually, I'll do it differently. So you'd like flip it over, and I didn't look mm -hmm. at any emails till 10 o'clock. And I then found out the amount of work I got done in that first sure, hour, sure. when I wasn't just looking at stuff, trying to respond to stuff. It was mm -hmm. amazing. What, what are you seeing from a trend point of view, um, David? Because I'm, I'm guessing you've had a record month uh, uh, hasn't everybody yeah <laughs> but <laughs> what are you what are you it's a busy time for the market what what are you seeing from a trend point of view are you seeing any stresses in the system the demand is definitely there from the consumer uh there's no such thing as a vanilla client anymore everyone's coming with something 
that's going to make us think outside the box. What are you seeing? Absolutely, yeah. You're right, you know, who hasn't had the record month at the moment, but even a turkey flies in a hurricane. Oh, I like that one. So, that's a good one. Where'd you get that one from? <laughs> I will, I'm looking that from yeah. here on in. <laughs> oh, uh, My new life motto. That's a Chris Dorr, company CEO, so shout out to <laughs> Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, so of, of course everyone's busy, everyone's doing well, you know, who who wouldn't in, in the current market because mm. the demand is, is phenomenal. Now, we do a lot of um, self-employed business. That's kind of our bread and butter is complex income, self-employed company directors, creatives, entertainment industries. Yeah. And uh, the market's moving and I'm seeing a lot of, lenders getting aggressive maybe not in price but you know we've had recent income multiple increases from the likes of hsbc santander barclays then like five and a half times a lot of lenders are pushing to five times now um so they want to lend uh, but we're still getting a, a hell of a lot of kickback mm. on on self-employed mm-hmm. yeah um because they've had an anomaly year and really i'm only finding a handful of lenders who are good for the self-employed currently whereas um you know a few years back a, a self-employed case was really no different to employed, an yeah. employed case whereas yeah. now it, it, it it's a lot of and that's a shame of because, to jump through. because of the, the change in demographics that old uh five employed route is 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 quite old-fashioned and a lot of people have set up their own business they've encouraged to do their own business go freelance uh you know be self-employed so it's, it's, it's a growing market mm. and yet we, we are struggling to address it i think as a as an industry which is a shame yeah oh uh, yeah i'd say so and you a lot of people as well set up during the the pandemic yeah. you know freelancing in the pandemic because you know maybe it didn't work out in the employed role or, or, or whatever but so yeah, I'd say that's that's one of the the main talking points. I don't want to talk about the generics, down valuations, etc. Like that's <laughs> free legals. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. <laughs> yeah. the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's let's not let's not delve into no. that. But I, I, that's that's what we deal with. So that's what we're seeing at the moment. And you do quite a lot of work on social media. Um, do. Um, uh, David, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Stu's, that's how we met, actually, initially. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think used in the right way. It's a fantastic uh, platform. What are you doing in the social media world that you know other brokers can can maybe benefit from? Absolutely. So we we, we push heavily on our socials. Um, our demographic is that younger audience, mm-hmm. so we get quite a lot of uh, engagement through our social platforms. What we're doing on socials, I suppose, is trying to educate rather than you know, using socials to tell people, I'm a mortgage broker, yes. I can do your mortgage. Our content is more centered around education of not necessarily just mortgages, but the transaction, how mm. things work. Finances as a whole. Exactly. And do you yeah. use five videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we do, on, on Instagram, we, it's mostly videos, reels, sometimes lives, um, webinars as well live events but it, it's it's financial education which engages mm. uh, and then off the back of the engagement obviously drives leads mm. and and it works really well for us and is it something tangible that you can say look we have generated x amount of business from doing it because really all it's costing you is time that's the beauty about social media yeah, yeah. You invest the time into it you will get a return yeah ab- absolutely so as a business we're growing and growing uh, we're expanding. The company has been around around three years, um, but there's quite a few experienced people that are in the company. So it's it's not like we're here. Um, not wet behind the ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but over the last three years, it's just grown and grown. 
and we haven't paid for a single lead it's all organic brilliant. social media growth brilliant okay anything in particular that works because you if you're addressing that younger generation they're coming out of school and everyone says we don't learn about mortgages we don't learn about debt we don't learn about anything at school some of them say that um uh is is, is that in particularly working for you is, is there a particular platform that's better personally instagram that's the one is it yeah i'm I, i'm not keen on the tiktok let's try and make something funny which is I'm seeing a lot of it, but maybe, you know, that's a controversial opinion. I'm not keen on that. Well, it does dumb down a very important subject. I yeah. Think. There is a risk that we go too comedic with some of this stuff. Yeah. And it just trivialises what is actually a very important message. Yeah, exactly. So videos, educational videos, um, talking about all kinds of different things is, is the main thing. Twitter as well. Threads work really well. Mm. Um, more of a kind of long form Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm type of uh, content. I think that's where I met you or met you but that's where I first became aware of you and yeah. I, you, you got some great engagement um, from a th- couple of threads that you did I think it might be about credit I can't remember now but clearly that works for you yeah. and credit to you for doing that Yeah, because I'm, I'm amazed at how many again it might be an age thing but how many brokers struggle with that and, and doing it they go oh, so, or Twitter it's a toxic environment and it can be <laughs> let's be honest absolutely it's not always the easiest place to be but where else can you reach hundreds of thousands of individuals that might want your services you'd, you'd be honestly surprised if you was just to look at my DMs and <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people just asking questions you know yeah. what's your opinion on this can you help with that oh I've got XYZ and before you know it that's yeah. engagement yeah they're, yeah they're engaged they're emailing you they're on the phone done, two months later they come back to you absolutely yeah so it, it's um well listen i think that's great um Dave. i can't believe we're at the end of our 18 minutes so how <laughs> we how do we find you then do what you're on linkedin what's your twitter handle where yeah. are you instagram so people can find you and follow you so linkedin is just david gissing yeah my socials which is twitter and instagram is at dave gissing and then the company is london mortgage partners across all platforms brilliant okay so when we're ready to release this episode we'll share that if you can share that out on those platforms as well and that will help help me and student help yourself and help help some consumers along the way brilliant david thank you so much so um our new our new season feature celebrity dinner parties so have we agreed on season now we have agreed i've agreed in season i don't care what you've agreed on (laughs) season four of the element experience (laughs) um or series four thank you from the new forest um uh, celebrity dinner parties you've got four people you can invite two Ooh. two alive two dead who's coming I haven't thought I haven't oh. thought this through clearly I, not so make up as you go along because what we do I have <laughs> I, I've got three but go sadly they're well I say sadly they're all alive okay you can have three alive that's okay. fine we'll give you that okay one. let's go and I'll that. invite someone dead for you perfect so <laughs> it, it's going to have to be Elon Musk yeah he's, he's, be, very much in demand whether you'll be able to book him in i don't know yeah you might only stay for starter let's just assume they've all got open diaries oh open diaries. yeah okay. okay so musk is is yeah. is got to be at the table uh lewis hamilton okay formula one fan yeah, yeah yeah but just what he's achieved in his career i think is worth you can discussion. be the nominated driver and take everyone home afterwards as well there Perfect. we go so there's, there's perks to this <laughs> Uh, third and final I would say Louis Theroux Louis Theroux I've just bought his book actually yeah that'd be interesting I've always liked mm. his content I like, I like his media and his approach to it yeah 
and then all right I'll, let, let's go with one one dead go on we'll, we'll go david bowie oh okay that is your entertainment for the evening yeah. that's a good one actually yeah good. God, great yeah. good dinner party Okay. Can't wait to attend. Um, David, <laughs> thanks so much for coming in. Really appreciate that. Appreciate great, the invite. Great, uh, great 18 minutes episode. Uh, looked at. Thanks very much. Brilliant. That's great. Thanks, David. And if you'd like to come on the show, you can do so. You just need to contact us through our Twitter feed, which is at the LM Experience, and we'll be back soon with more episodes. Good stuff. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, David. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.